Hi, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that is as much about growth as it is about music. I'm David Norman, and I'd like you to hear something. You're listening to Unborn by Eyelid from their new album, The Devil Shining Out Your Eyes, which just went online today. Check it out after you hear Dave and I talk about this and many other records we enjoyed. All right, I'm here with Dave Norman, and we are going to chat about some of our favorite records this year. Um... These aren't in any particular order. It seems like Dave and I came up with eight records each. I'm sure we can talk about a lot more records than that, and maybe we will. (laughs) Um, But then after we talk about these eight main records, we're going to do kind of like a rapid fire um, of like EPs and just um, albums that maybe we didn't get to spend as much time with, but we also enjoyed um, when they came out. Um, Dave, do you want to start? Um, these mine are in no particular order. Yours can be in order or whatever. Uh, um, okay. Uh, I think I'll start with the one that for the first half of 2020 was my runaway favorites. Um, and it was from a band that sent me some stuff. Uh, I guess it would have been super late 2019 and I hadn't even heard of them, but it was members of Boneflower and Arrows Plus Massacre and all of that stuff. So, uh, Crossed, uh, Barely Buried Love, um, I thought was absolutely sensational. Um, so I, I think that would be the first one that I throw up there, uh, just because it was the first, it's the first thing I remember from 2020 is just February 14th, Crossed. Oh man, that sounds like majority rule, uh, but maybe a little more crusty, I would say. Yeah, I I had seen that record um, being shared a lot, and I actually never listened to it. I did not know that it shared those members. Is it um, Miguel from? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Miguel does the vocals, and I think that's my favorite part of the whole band. Okay. Is their ability to go super low and just rip the mic apart uh, the next second? Just phenomenal vocals. Yeah. Phenomenal. That's- that's awesome. I'm gonna have to definitely check that out. You you compared it to, oh excuse me, I'm having a Coke Zero here. Uh, <laughs> I, I usually just drink water, but I'm drinking a a Coca Cola Zero. Well, you were um, popping and uh, product placement. Send me fifty dollars, Coke. <laughs> um, but it, that's all I'm asking is fifty dollars. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm so, so broke. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to check that out. You said majority rule, but like crustier. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming yeah. there's like probably a good bit of that like European like D beat feel to it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Awesome. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So uh, check that out. It's it's fantastic. Awesome. Uh, what you got? Well, I'm okay. I'm gonna go back uh, to. Um, around February as well then. Um, and this is, this is one of these things. And I'm, I don't know how many times I did this when I was like looking 
uh, for info about these albums. Like when I was just like, that was really good. I want to talk about that. But when did that one come out? Or like, you know, oh, yeah. how many tracks is on it? You know, <laughs> so I'm looking for info. But uh, the first one I chat about is Scratchy Blanket, Something for Everyone. And yeah, it came out in February. And I was like, that was this year. Like, that's how fucked up this year has been. <laughs> that I was like, I did this several times. I was like, I can't believe that came out this year. You know, it feels that like when life was semi-normal. Yeah, it feels like two years ago, three years yeah. ago. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> Scratchy Blanket, something for everyone. Uh, it's nine songs, about 40 minutes. Uh, for people who don't know, it's um, Chloe from the band Anna Corinna. It's her huh. other band. Uh, but it's nothing like Anna Corinna except for the fact that the guitars just sound beautiful like they're hmm. mostly clean um just like really a lot of like you know um fret work and like really like nice tones um it's it's uh it's you know pop it's pop music like um indie pop you know like uh like the rocking horse winner or you know it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like that similar to like Raina Maria or anything, but it just I it makes me feel good when I listen to it. And that's like the the vibe that I also get from like a couple of Rainer Maria albums. Um but yeah, um d you know, if you if you um wanna listen to an album that's just like really catchy vocals, uh really beautiful like layered guitars and like a really great sounding production the kind of songs that like you'll hum like to yourself like five minutes after the album's over with uh scratchy blanket something for everyone that's a hard thing to do is to uh in my opinion make a album that makes someone feel happy um so that <laughs> that it, that is definitely worth me checking out 100 percent. that i'm very picky with my uh I have my clean vocals and stuff like that and my popular stuff. But that being said, I love a fair amount of singy pop music. So uh, I, it's worth checking out due to the people who are making it anyway. And then, you know, uh, yeah, promoted absolutely. also by Sean Decker. So I, I, I will check that out. Scratchy Blanket? Yeah. 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 Uh, what do you got next? Hmm, let me write that down first. <laughs> yeah, definitely write it down. All right. There it is. Uh, um, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. I don't know what the, what the deal is, but I think when I heard 10, I'm like, I could do 10. P.S. I couldn't have done 10. Uh, but now that we're doing eight, I'm like, oh, I've got to be very picky each time. So I guess I'll just try to get the more obvious ones out of the way. Um, Nuva Lascara. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, I don't really know if I have to say anything else besides Nuva Lascara. Um, the fact that this was released so close to their previous album too is just that uh, not that it was written super quickly because they had finished the previous lp quite a bit before that was released but um the the manner in which they can write incredible songs and just release the way that they're releasing and and tour and play and it, it's it's mind-boggling yeah yeah definitely uh i think when when uh we first played with that band you know the un, under their previous name but um when yeah. we first played with them like uh they they had just had a release and 
and but but um I don't think um Erica was even in the band. So this was like right, one, one right. of Erica's first shows that we played with them. And I thought the release that they had just put out was really good. And uh, you know, Marcel from um Left Astray and stuff, uh Marcel was saying like, you don't even know, you know, this is this is the shit. Like you're about to see the shit, the new shit, you know. And um they played and I was absolutely like, You're absolutely right. You know, this band is gonna be like I can't believe this is their first show. It seems like they've been doing this for a long, long t- time. And I like, um, I don't. It wasn't their first show. I'm I misspoke. But like I said before, it was one of their first shows um, mm-hmm. in that lineup. And yeah, just every time I've seen them since, just incredible. And all the stuff that they put out, like um, Taylor, is just like one of the best musicians that I can think of. And um, everybody in the band is super sweet and talented. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome that like that music is coming from such a genuine group of people, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The, the first group podcast really that I did on uh, on my OMSB podcast was with Nuvolisker as of uh, recently, just to talk about the new album. And it's just it just turns into it, it's kind of like this. It just turns into just a bunch of people talking and laughing and having a good time. It's they're just they're just such wonderful people. And again, the, the music is uh, unparalleled. It, it, it's it's new still, and in a world where you know so many things have already been done and redone, yeah, it sounds so fresh. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, well, I will stay in California, and mm-hmm. I will talk about the self-titled. EP by Redwoods. Um, oh. Like, this is the only EP that I'm going to talk at length about. Um, I just don't think that it hit a lot of people's radar, and it's a damn shame, especially if you are a fan of that, like, California Screamo stuff, you know, like um, like like Nuvo, you know, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. it, it checks all the boxes. Like, it's, it's uh, really, like... Um, pretty sounding like clean, but like dissonant guitars, you know, with like just like anguished screams over it, and then it just gets like super like chaotic and um, you know, I I it's six songs, it's about ten minutes. Um, Redwoodsca.bandcamp, I think, is the is the link. Um, yeah, I think you know everybody that likes that kind of stuff should spend 10 minutes listening to that and uh i guarantee you by like you know 30 seconds into the second track you'll be glad you did okay so i think i think that leads me to a point that in 2020 i finally fell behind in my screamo because I think there's officially not 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 too much screamo, but but too much screamo for me to physically intake. Yeah. Um, because that sounds amazing, and I have not heard of this at all. Um, I, I, obviously, it was posted here and there, but I I, I don't have time to check all this stuff all the time. So uh, already written down. Um, very excited to hear that, and I don't know how uh, how I didn't hear it. Was did it get a physical release? In any capacity? Um, we were chatting about doing some cassettes. Um, and um, I don't know. I'd still I'd still like to make that happen. Um, the, like, you know, everything's just been so 
like up in the air uh this year and stuff and um yeah uh it's uh it's my buddy my buddy Randall um who I did that album um repost with is in that band. oh right and, okay uh, yeah i i actually just <laughs> chatted with randall and i forgot to you know talk about uh uh whether you know we were still planning on on doing that or not but um they did just uh record some new songs and so hopefully i'll get to hear that as well pretty soon randall if you're listening send me the leak uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah yeah definitely check it out um what do yeah, you yeah that sounds amazing if you had to liken them to to one band, who would you compare them to? I am so ridiculously bad at that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really bad at that. I, <laughs> like, it's forego. It's cool. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like <laughs> if if a band sounds like exactly like a band, then I will feel bad about saying you like they sound like this because i'm sure they get that comparison a lot but like i don't think they sound exactly like anyone i think they just have like that kind of sound you know like um you know um but you know bone of fire um i i there we go you did it you know um something like that you know that, that like Sweet. i said that uh west coast <laughs> california yeah um maybe a little carry on spring but you know a lot of really pretty sounding stuff and the vocals are just like intense like all right yeah oh man okay i'm i'm pretty excited i'm not gonna lie <laughs> that <sounds laughs> yeah. really good yeah, yeah. Uh, okay um i guess i will follow that up with something that i don't think a lot of people have heard uh number one it didn't get a physical release yet and uh number two it's from italy so uh you know foreign stuff doesn't necessarily always uh, come over uh, as easily as you know American or Canadian stuff does. So it's by the bands. I, I guess the official name is O, but their band camp is Circular Sign, um, and they released Anthropocene uh, LP this this year. And I had never heard them before, uh, but Nick from Wax Vessel was doing a podcast with me, and he was saying that that was one of his favorite albums, and I should check it out, and I did, and. In many ways, I shouldn't like it as much as I do because it's really heavy. Um, but there's something about the vocals. <laughs> the vocals are probably the most intense thing that, that I've ever heard uh, with the exception of perhaps tentacles. Um, the, the range that this guy has is absolutely sensational. Uh, super low and just ridiculously high uh, very quickly, uh, just kind of like I was saying with Crossed. It's almost like a shoegaze black metal combination. It's it, it's really weird, but uh, I became obsessed with it, and uh, I hit them up and I was like, "Can I please release this on vinyl? <laughs> it's so good." So that's we've already approved the test presses, so that'll be coming out uh, on vinyl uh, early next year. But I, I, again, it's it took me a couple listens to for it to re really hook me. But wow, once I was hooked, I was not escaping. That's awesome. Is there are there any um, like ex members or current members of in this band? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, they've been around for for a while. I think th this was the first release that they did not have a physical release um, from from what I was told. So they they've certainly been around. Uh, they know the Lamented guys um, from Italy too. So they're obviously connected, but maybe they've just 
you know, been situated in that one band, or maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to go with the latter. <laughs> it's hard to say. I mean, it, you know, I feel like I'm constantly being like, holy shit, th those people are from this band, and I never knew that, you know? But um, That's true, yeah. But yeah. It, what? Yeah, it's, um, it's wild. I mean, like, you know, there... There, there really can't like. There's no excuse, you know, for like not checking out a band like just because they're from here. Like, I, like I guess what I'm just trying to say like, why doesn't stuff get shared more? You know what I mean? Like you and Jesse and and uh, and like sometimes myself. Like I'm even somewhat like guilty of not picking up everything that's you know coming out from over there because i just like i know like the the 10 15 people i know and you know that's kind of like all i hear about um and also like staying out of the browsing lane on certain social media sites you know mm -hmm. for, for a large part of the year is, uh, has been to where like i really will only see something if it's someone that i know you know Exactly. And I, I think you just explained it. Like it's a geographical friendship thing where the majority of people will have friends in their own country. So you, in that, within that country, you'll have more people sharing it uh, because they're friends with the members or they just know them. Um, and, and that's much more, you know, it, 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 it stands. Uh, it is the case in the U.S. as well. Because yeah. a lot of friends in the U.S., everyone's you know closely situated together. They play together often. So therefore... Uh, there's a lot more of just uh, I will share my friend's band who I know, but obviously when you go on tour, meet more people, or if you just really, really love uh, another country's music in general, then I think you're just more prone to sharing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's 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 not so much that people actively don't search for it. It's just it's not put in front of them easily for them to access. They right. don't have to search for it. Right, for sure. Um, I mean, and I, I certainly like used to do that a lot more like before I became terrified of what I'd see on the internet, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. just, just like, but I don't know, you know, um, yeah, I, that's, that's really cool. I'm, I'm definitely have to check that out. And I mean, it's one of those things, like, I wouldn't be surprised if like when the album art pops up, I'm like, Oh, I saw people sharing this, you know, or something, but, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. Uh, okay. So, Next, I will talk about guilt. Ignore what's missing. Um, it's G-I-L-T. Um, oh, okay. Ignore what's missing. Uh, okay, so guilt is from Florida, and they are a very Florida-sounding band. Um, I, I also, you know, lived a lot of my life in Florida. I'm not disparaging Florida whatsoever, uh, even... <laughs> even though sometimes, you know, maybe, maybe one could, but, um, anyway, um, <laughs> I, I'm just know. thinking Jillian Carter. Cause that's like the only Florida band I know. Oh yeah. Is no, it, there's, that... there's lots, lots of, lots of cool bands in Florida, uh, computer, oh, for sure. you know, Oh, they're from Florida. Okay. Well, or yeah, I think uh, I just don't know people are from rural Florida computer. They just, I mean, they, yeah, they live in Florida, but then they lived in Philly, then they lived in Chicago, and they're back ah. in Florida. Um, but yeah, um, guilt. Ignore what's missing. Okay, so 
It's 12 songs. It's like, you know, full proper albums, um, 35, you know, 40 minutes or so. Uh, okay, so like the thing is like if if I said it's a very Florida sounding band and you know what I'm talking about, then that's, you're good. Like it really reminds me of the stuff that was coming out like when I lived in Gainesville, you know, on that label from Gainesville. Um, but, um, but it's like, you know, it's, it, it has like modern sensibilities, but it doesn't make me like, it doesn't feel like a modern record to me for whatever reason. And I don't mean that in a bad way whatsoever. The recording sounds great. Like the musicianship is like fantastic. Um, it's like, you can, you can really like hear songs that sound like boys night out uh or horace pinker or horace pinker yeah or it'll go and it'll sound like it'll sound like cursive or further seems forever you're just Um, naming a bunch of bands that i really like okay but it's like for three do you see what i'm saying it's like it's it's all like all this stuff is in there you know like uh reviver you know it kind of sounds like that um Mm -hmm. But it has this real like '90s like alternative, almost like grungy feel. Um, there's like guitar solos on this album and everything. Uh, yeah, it's just it's really good. Um, the songs are like very personal. Um, a lot of it is like really catchy, like not necessarily vocally, but the vocal lines like will get stuck in your head as well. Um, like the vocals aren't super melodic all the time, but like they'll worm their way in there you know um yeah guilt ignore what's missing definitely uh check that out also written down i got a lot of homework tonight <laughs> this, this is good homework so yeah this is okay. a good guy <laughs> yeah, not the kind that your kids <laughs> I guess I will go next and I'm going to shoot off what would probably pre- be pretty obvious, I would think, within the Screamo scene because it's members of Lord Snow and Loma Prieta. That would obviously be Stormlight's Natoma. Uh, I had to do one of those look at the computer four or five times when I got the email like, hey, we have this album. Do you want to help release it? Like, oh my <laughs> God. Ah! I believe there was, uh, you know, lots of arms in the air and so forth. Uh, so yeah, uh, it came out at a really weird time. It, it came out pretty much the day that the, the day, a couple days, two days after I think, uh, George Floyd was, was murdered. So it was, uh, it was right, right when the black lives matter thing really took off. And I, we kind of 
posted it and then we didn't share it around much after that because we were just kind of like, oh, let's, you know, focus on what's important. Yeah. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of year-end lists. I see it pop up on a fair amount of those with just reason. It's been in the works for a long time. It's made by awesome people. I, I'm sure you already know all this. Yeah, I mean, it's a really great album. I think, you know, you could put Eric, Eric on drums in anything and it would, you know, it couldn't, it couldn't be bad. It just couldn't. Agreed. Like someone, Agreed. It could be like someone who just picked up a guitar that day, but Sean Leary is not someone who just picked up a guitar that day. <laughs> you know? Not even close. So, so yeah, it, it's a, it's definitely a great album. Um, yeah, I, uh, when um, when I started seeing that shared shared around a lot, uh, I saw Eric say, a li- talk about a little bit of a, um, about how he has like a space to record now, and I was like, Eric, we have to do something, and Eric said we will. So um, I am I'm I've fingers crossed, you know, twenty twenty one maybe. Hey Eric, <laughs> yeah, let's do the let's do that thing. Well, you, you were talking about Taylor being one of the best drummers around, and I, we're now talking about the uh, arguably, I would assume, tied for the best drummer. I mean, Eric is literally a phenomenal drummer, and if I have not, in, if I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm correct on this. Taylor told me that Eric is their number one uh, influence. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, no. Yeah, it's such a similar, such a similar style. It just like a drum, like drums that could just drive a song all the way home drums mm-hmm. like that could you know they can they could be the skeleton just piloting the meat suit you know um like like i said i mean i wasn't kidding when i said like somebody that could just pick up a guitar and just make noises and eric could be playing drums behind it and it would be yeah. phenomenal it would just yeah you know, it's a no-brainer um but uh yeah i def i definitely you know, there was there was a time where we were playing with Lord Snow so much, and it was it was fantastic. They were the band we played with more than any other band for like years, and uh, oh, wow. it was awesome because you know, out of a few drummers that I can think of, like <clears throat> Eric is definitely like the drummer. I like I would just watch him play and just be like, "What the fuck!" Like, yeah, um, just in awe. You know, another one obviously mesmerizing, totally. <clears throat> Another one of those drummers was uh, Chris from Capacities. Like just watching him, oh yeah, it was incredible. Um, but yeah, shout shout out to drummers. Drummers rule. Yeah, uh, well, definitely. Sean, I, I Sean, shout out to Sean. Well, Sean's a drummer. Oh, I, I have done that. <laughs> I have. Um, oh, it's my turn now. Okay, go. Um, speaking of amazing drummers and uh, someone with, this is somebody who has a history of doing lots of things um not just drumming but um i'm going to talk about the album by boar war b-o-r-e-w-a-r uh called fight fire with water um uh who i'm talking about is steve roche uh permanent hearing damage recording studios of you know um the band um uh, you know, he was in a band some people might have heard of called Seisha. Um, oh, right. That he was one. in a and band was called more, right? uh, another <laughs> band some people might have liked called Off Minor. Oh, um, yeah. yeah uh, so Steve Roche, um, just like one of the most solid 
drummers I can think of. Just like I've told him this before, it's probably a dead joke to him at this point, but it's just like his drums just sound like bones fucking breaking. They're just like so – it's the way every drum set should sound is what comes out of the kit when he's behind it and when he's recorded it and whatnot. Um, and this album is – I mean, it reminds me a lot of like late 90s stuff. Um, it reminds me of Pretty Girls Make Graves. It reminds me of – Jets to Brazil's first album. It reminds me of Q and Not You. Um, it reminds me of Mile Marker. You know, like um, it's got all this stuff. Like it's, you know, I don't know. You know, back then people might have called it like power pop, you know, or something. Um, I don't know what that term means these days. Uh, <laughs> it used to not be a disparaging term. I don't know if it is now. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's really good stuff. It is like production wise, I mean, the guitars just sound great. The bass, it's like one of the best bass tones out of any album that I heard this year, you know? Um, Love a good the, bass tone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the vocal harmonies are just like amazing. Like, um, and yeah, I think it, I think, you know, um, because I'm not really sure uh, how much any of Steve's bands, you know, ever ever played. And then obviously in a year where, you know, no one played, um, yeah. I just don't know how how uh, how many people really picked up on this record. But if uh, any of those bands that I mentioned sounds good to you then, and you've been missing stuff like that, like I have, then uh, definitely check out Fight Fire with, Fi with Water by Borowar. That sounds very sick. And then Steve also released something with Tom this year. Yeah, that's that's that two songs. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about oh, my, that later. I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll temporarily shut up about T that. Temporarily. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, let's go. That one's really good. All right. Uh, Semi story here about my next pick. Uh, what, what is this? This is number four. Okay, okay, I can do this. So, um, <laughs> a member of Bathari uh, sent me, or sent me a message just saying, like, hey, I'm in a new band, and we really want ZBR to help release it, and, like, here, uh, here's, like, a demo. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's it's pretty good. Uh, let's see what we can do. Maybe I'll help with Tomb Tree tapes instead. I don't know. And then they sent me the unmastered stuff, and I gave it a very quick, very quick listen and I was like, I already know you and I like you, so I will definitely help with Tomb Tree tapes. Um, and then, like, two weeks later, we got the Masters, and then I pooed my pants uh, because it was... I, like, really sat down with headphones and I listened to it, and it blew me away. And that that's Nader's past his prologue. Uh, and it was good timing because Alex from Miss the Stars was like, I think I've bitten off more than I can chew here. Uh, would you like to uh, help with ZBR? And I was like, yes, yes, I do now. I want uh, like 50 copies, please, because this is amazing. Yeah. So um, it's, it's one of those things where I'm starting to realize that I tell bands, don't send me unfinished stuff. Just let me know that you have stuff. Because when I hear the unfinished things, sometimes I think that's what the finished thing's going to sound like. And I can write it off a little earlier than I should have. So 
If you haven't checked out Nader's Passes prologue, that got shared a lot. Uh, very envy, very heaven in her heaven in her arms, uh, but from uh, Singapore, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, uh, I definitely I have it. seen that being shared around, and uh, I've been looking forward to checking it out. I, um, I've been like the last month or so, stuff that's come out has been missing me a lot more than it did earlier in the year because I've been trying to finish up something. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I de- I'm definitely looking forward to checking that. All all the people that you know talked about it. Um, were just unbelievably, unbelievably hyped about it. So I definitely. It's really good. Yeah. It's imagine envy just kind of going harder yeah. and shorter. Yeah. Um, not that they don't have those big passages, the spoken word part, um, but it, it's in general, it's a little more compact and uh, angrier sounding, I would say. No, did you? Uh, I'm not going to list it, but I, I thought Envy's most recent album was the closest return to form since well i to be completely honest i've lost my love and just enjoyed every release after dead sinking story so did did you listen to the one that came out this year i listened to i think i listened to and this is this is this is weird guys so i talk about this a lot like i don't usually listen to a single when i know the album's coming before too long because i just want to hear the whole Mm -hmm. album right totally because i'm like when I see the album art and then I see the single and then I'm like, I'll catch the album. Like I do that usually 99% of the time. This is the one time when I didn't. And I listened to the first single that came out and I was like, yeah, this is really good. This is what I remember them sounding like, you know, oh, okay. like, like back when I bought like, uh, uh, well, I'm back when I bought like an album when it came out on vinyl. Like, um, mm. what's the one that's all, it's like all gray and black, uh, dead sinking story. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, I, that was on the tip of my tongue, but I was like, if I say the wrong thing, <laughs> I lose all cred. Um, no, no, they got lots of albums and they all have long names. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's what I was like. This is what I liked about the band. Like when yeah. I heard that single and then I just, I just spaced on listening to the whole album and I've seen it come back up on people's end of the year lists. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I respect the fact that people are being honest, like with what is in their album of the year and stuff. And I, but at the same time, I'm always like, everybody listen to that album, pick it, pick somebody else to, you know, <laughs> to throw a hype bone to, you know? Um, yeah, totally. but no, no, it's, uh, that's what I've been hearing. I've been hearing that, like basically, um, even though the people who wrote those older albums are no longer in the band, or like um, a, just the singer or something like that, I've been hearing really? that it's well, it's like it's like people from Heaven in Her Arms now, right? And like the original oh. singer, it's like it's like a really like reformed and rejuvenated band. You know, oh. I just I I just heard about this. Um, okay, yeah, I didn't know that. So. Um, yeah, it's it's you know that's exactly the way it was described. It was it was described as like yeah, people who like grew up listening to those albums that made us fall in love with the band now being like, "Hey, it's your turn to write those types of songs." And I heard that they just they killed it, you know. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know like um this isn't completely 
educated because I have not given the album front to back proper listen. I've thrown it on my uh, my phone, and when I'm like doing dishes or whatever, I'll put it on in random. So I'm getting songs here and there. And from what I've heard, half the songs are okay, like the ones from the last couple albums. And that's not to say they're bad. They're, they're good. But I, I love the old Intense Envy, who then goes super soft and intense. And, you know. uh, but there's two or three songs at least that have um, it's like pre-Dead Sinking Story. We're talking like All Your Footprints, uh, which is my favorite of their of their the, the LP before Dead Sinking Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, way faster, heavier, sounds like uh, sounds like the apocalypse almost, the way the guitars are. And um, so I wouldn't put it in my top 10 or anything, but uh, it's the most excited I've been about Envy in the good 15, 10 or 15 years. So That's um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, worth checking out, but don't I don't expect a dead sinking story. That's all I'm saying. Hype, hype your other friends' bands though. <clears throat> Nader, Nader. <laughs> right, right. There you go, Nader. Um, okay, so while you were talking about spoken word, I will bring up the portal to the goddamn blood dimension, rotten fruit, regular orchard. All right. This is a so fucking really wild like band. So you don't really like that band name? That the god, the damn it is in the title. Yeah. Oh, okay. Portal <laughs> to the Goddamn Blood Dimension. That is the name of the band. <laughs> I am amazing. not. I'm not. I'm, okay, so, um, yeah, this band is fucking wild. There, there's two tracks on this. It's like 35 minutes. First track mm-hmm. is like 20 minutes. They, I mean, you could hear stuff that sounds like Portrait. Um, I would set myself on fire for you. You could hear stuff that sounds like cursive. You hear stuff that sounds like circle takes the square. There's like a lot of spoken word vocals. The vocals are very, like when I say spoken word, you might think of like a really dramatic reading or something, but this is like just really earnest sounding, like plain spoken a lot of the time. And uh, there's like a lot of like really like slow builds to this. Um, it's really sporadic. There's horns. There's all kinds of auxiliary, you know, instrumentation that you know you you won't hear on, you know, typical uh, albums. You know, so like people that are like into respire and stuff like that would get something out of this. You know, even though this doesn't necessarily hit all the same like speeds or heaviness you know as respire like there is heavy stuff on it you know but it's just Mm -hmm. it's really fucking out there i remember listening to their um first album which i think is like not as weird as this one i mean it's 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 weird but i i and i I could be wrong. I could be remembering this wrong. But I remember it just being like more typical song links and just, I remember it feeling more like typical song structures, even though there was like lots of weird stuff going on. Now, this album is just like, it is just weird. It is a weird journey. And it's like, it's the kind of stuff that, like I'm always saying people shouldn't be making weirder music. And this is one of the bands they're listening. They're making weirder music. It's really good. People should check it out. It's um, members of that band uh, Sonnets from. Uh, oh, okay. From yeah, Salt Lake City. Um, yeah. Uh, Portal to the goddamn blood dimension. Rotten fruit. Regular orchard.
That is very interesting. I'm going to check that out. That, yeah. I, I love, like, when I'm doing my cassette tips and stuff, I don't like to have to come over to the computer and change songs and so forth. So I'm always looking for lengthy songs that I can go do something for 10 or 15 minutes and listen to the whole thing and then come back and then you know, play the next song. So yeah. um, I'm going to download that uh, <laughs> for sure. based on and two it, things, your description and the song. And so. like, the thing is too, like sometimes like I like to listen to something that is like it, like it's good. It's like driving home a point, like it's going in a direction for a long time before it gets there to where mm-hmm. I, I almost like, it's like you start to zone out and then something happens and you're like, what the fuck? Like, that's the way that makes it. Like, it, I don't know. That, that sounds like that sounds like you're not giving it the proper respect. Like, you're not just, like, sitting there and just, like, attuned to the song, you know, or whatever. But I think stuff like that, it almost, like, it lends itself to that kind of listening because it makes the changes, like, more dramatic in a way. Yeah, definitely. Well, you've been sitting there waiting for it, and then it, it, you know, finally shows up, and it's like, yes, or it's something new that you don't expect. It takes it in a new direction. Yeah. So what do you, what's up next on your list? So I'm just looking at my, my stuff here, and I think what I'm going to do is my eight is going to include some EPs, because some of these EPs, I don't think it would be fair to put them in the, the next part where I don't get to talk about it as much. Well, uh, and, I, and I have a lot of bands uh, that I do want to talk about uh, just very briefly that are, you know, maybe less uh, screamo-oriented uh, that I I think should still be brought up. So uh, does that sound okay? Oh, yeah, for sure. Whatever you want to do. Right, sweet. I think I'm going to do... Okay, here's a... Mm. Hmm. Okay. 
oh, I have to do this then. I have to do it now. I'm going to do it now. Okay. All right. So my, my, it's happening. Uh, <laughs> this LP hasn't been released yet, but it will be released on December 31st, which I, I, I think is when this podcast is being released. I'm so, going to release uh, this on December 31st. Yes. So the Islet LP has just come out. Uh, Devil Shining Out Your Eyes. And good Lord, is it an LP? Ever wondered what uh, Streamo would sound like if it got into Hydrahead? Like Cave-In and Isis and stuff? Well, that new Islet is pretty much it. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's not what I expected it to be. Um, but... Wow, uh, I I really think it's gonna get them a whole new audience uh, outside of the screamo scene with this, and not to say that it's not screamo because it definitely still is. It's just it's uh, it's a beast. It's a beast. Yeah, I, I've That's it. I've been um, every time someone posts a list, um, like myself and Robert, uh, off often have a dialogue about how bands are releasing stuff on New Year's Eve because um, Nirasane is also releasing something on New Year's Eve. Uh, our our second uh, release is going to be on New Year's Eve. At, oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to release at 11.47 on New Year's <laughs> Eve. Just enough to, is it 13 minutes? Just, yeah, just enough to where <laughs> you will be finishing it up as we round the corner if you started at 11.47. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to implore anybody listening to this, when you see the Islet album shared, find the the Durasane album on Bandcamp and share that also, and vice versa. Anybody that shares the Durasane album also share the Islet album. Double share. Yes. I'm down. For, because, because every, everybody is going to, like, listen to the album and get, like, so extremely shit faced trying to bury this like hell scape of the year. And then, <laughs> and then like for, you know, by the time, like by the time people are like, you know, making like making like album lists for next year, it's just, it's going to be like lost. Cause it's not this year, but it wasn't quite, it's it's not quite 2020 and it's not quite 2021 yet either, is it? You know, no, you're you're um, in time purgatory there. Yeah, yeah. It was like whose whose bright idea was this? You know, oh yeah, it was it was our bright idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really it's looking forward to it. I uh, I you know I was asked to uh, participate in the release, and I think that when I was asked, that was you know, it was even. I think it was somewhere around March, you know, and I was just like, I don't, I, I don't even, I was like, are, are we going to still be selling records? Like, I don't know yeah. what's going to be happening, you know, like who knows what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, I just couldn't, I, I had like, there was like three, uh, pieces of vinyl that I committed to this year. And, um, and that was like, that was like pretty much it. And, um, other, you know, other than stuff that was already happening from last year <laughs> that carried over mm -hmm. to this year, like the Plague Walker album and stuff was, you know, in the works since December last year. Uh, but, but yeah, um, but uh, yeah, really, really looking forward to it. Wish I could have helped out with that, but, um, you know, uh, yeah, check that out. I will check it out right after this airs. 
<laughs> oh, right. I, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, both of these. No, I'm, I'm excited to hear. Well, I've, I've already heard Eilid, but I, I want to hear the other one most definitely. I think it's, I think it's fun. Um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's got a, it's got a dance song on it. Um, it's got a, it's, 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 le, it's a little less songs in a little more time. It's like, um, okay. 18 song, seven, seven, wait a minute. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, okay, so it was 17 songs, but then Adam was like, I thought that these two songs were just one song, so they're just one song now. So I was like, cool. Um, oh, so, so I think it's 16 songs, but it, yeah, it's about, uh, it's about 13 minutes, I think, maybe. Okay. Um, um, yeah, a lot of the same stuff. It's a lot faster. It's, um, I think it's, I don't know, you know, it was fun to write. There's another one coming um, in uh, 2021, hopefully before too long. You just said the Sean Decker tagline. You said faster. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't tell Dylan to go faster. I don't. <laughs> I just don't. That would be bad. <laughs> like, you don't want to go through space no, and time right now. I just you. let Dylan do his thing i don't say, <laughs> i don't say faster to dylan it's the only one Start <laughs> like, screaming. no that was fine and later yeah. i'm like how the fuck am i gonna do this uh, <laughs> i can't believe you fast no it's fun it's a good time um yeah okay so uh i think we're up to seven is your number seven i don't know i'm i'm not you know mine i'm just going around you know um so, I don't know a lot about this project, except that on the release it says, Produced, Mixed, Additional Instruments by Maya Chun. Um, oh, yeah! So, the project is Content, and the album is called Blue Light. Um, it's nine songs, about 30 minutes. Like, it starts out with a song that could be on a, like a hum record, you know, it's, um, and then it gets into like, it gets into like, you know, like ambient, like kind of really like noise wall kind of guitars, um, like just like low, lo-fi beats. Like there's a lot, there's a lot going on on this album and, um, I I just really enjoyed it. I don't I think there's a lot of people that could compare it to a lot of things that I don't usually listen to that if I heard this other stuff I might not even like. But this is just a blend of stuff, you know, shoegaze, like like I said lo-fi beats, um like walls of of guitars that are just like beyond reverbed, beyond delayed, you know um screeching um it's not heavy for the most part but there is like heavy stuff in it um it's like really somber vocals a lot of the time um just really really cool stuff and um yeah i don't know um you know my uh maya could tell us more about it um i should have asked her more about it before we started talking about it but here we are um uh, the band is called Content, and the album is called Blue Light. And if any of that stuff sounds cool, 
definitely check it out. Um, I think if you like shoegaze and if you like electronic music, you'll be into it. And let's be honest, uh, Maya is an incredible musician and is in a plethora of projects, all of which are excellent. Um, yeah, yeah, she this does no be, wrong. I mean, yeah, this this would be one of the softer projects uh, that I've heard from her. Um, but uh, but like you said, there's still like the, the, the heavy parts in there as well. So mm. or like maybe not heavy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I love Peace and Maya. That's for sure. Um, so yeah. I'm going to have to check that out, too, because I've, I've listened to it, but I don't think I gave it a second listen. I'm going to give it another listen. Yeah. All right. So I guess I will move into my EPs. Uh, well, just my last two are going to be EPs. Um, this one, uh, this one's kind of weird because it came out before the band's full length, which a lot of people were, were digging this year, but the full length was recorded months if not half a year or more uh bef- the the full length was recorded before the ep is what i'm trying to say so the ep is the sepulcher ep uh from infant island oh, um, right. i enjoyed the beneath lp but when i got the master tracks for sepulcher i this is another one of those things where I was like, what have you been doing with your life the last two years this is way heavier than the and the self-titled one that uh, that you helped release, and I put mm-hmm. it on tape as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, much more in the Ostraka vein, a uh, bit of gift from God in there. Well, it, they took. It seems like they took more from the Richmond scene than they had before. Um, but I think a lot of people are thinking they're going to sound more like Beneath. But I'm under the impression that Sepulcher is the way they're going because it's just heavier and newer. So I guess we'll see. Did you uh, Did you enjoy that guy? Yeah, I I um I did. Um... Yeah, that was another one of those things. It just it came. Uh, they they had asked if I if I could help with that, and it and it came at a really bad time, you know. Um, mm. And it's wild too because, like, you know, those two newest releases really like catapulted them into like a lot yeah. of, a lot of people's like radar, you know, like and mm-hmm. uh, and well deserved, you know, because yeah, they. I think I think that you know the uh the LP that came out this year I think that that's been done for like quite a while and yeah it was that just was held up in in uh pressing and you know whatever other um uh things records get held up by you know and uh so the fact that they came out so close to each other is, is uh pretty wild but like you said yeah. maybe if maybe this you know uh, is the direction they're going then that would explain it you know just because there's more there's a lot more distance between the two uh releases as far as writing goes probably than you would yes think, you know yes definitely so yeah there's a lot of people who were like ah, oh, not a lot of people i saw some people being like i like the sepulcher ep better uh i wish that was the direction they were going and i have to be like actually if you look at it chronologically, one would assume this is the way they're going because it is the newer recorded uh, material. Right, but right. With the way it was released, it was confusing for a lot of people. But yeah. I think that was a good thing to to do. Was to, like I, I I wouldn't expect yeah release an EP and an LP right around the same time. Apparently, that's that's a that's a good move yeah. <laughs> when you write something that good. <laughs> yeah. Or two things that that good. I'm gonna bring up something that was kind of like that. A bit later as well, but uh, we'll table cool. that for now. Um, 
Yeah. Um, okay. So the next one that I'll talk about is uh, the uh, album is called Virtual Utopia and it's by Ophiliac. Um, Ophiliac is a project by Taylor from Burial Etiquette. Um, and uh, on this particular release, Jacob from Burial Etiquette also had a significant role in the in the project. I don't know that Jacob usually does. Um, but on this release, they did. Um, it's nine tracks. It's electronic, indie. Um, you know, if you like the album Leaf, Tristeza, um, I mean, that that's honestly the kind of stuff that I listen to more than like Screamo, just around like the house. Because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like... I'm not saying that like listening to Screamo around the house is like asking for your kids to like go wild and <laughs> s smash shit, but it's like it doesn't help. You know what I mean? So like, right? Uh, so you can see no, you can see a difference when you put on calmer music. <laughs> I mean, totally, you, no, you you see their demeanor kind of change. They 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 calm down a bit. Yeah, you kind of you kind of you kind of do, you know. So I do listen to a lot of heavier stuff, like when I am downstairs printing, and I actually just like, um, I actually just realized that I had this old pair of computer speakers that just like plugs into the wall, and you can just put an aux input into it. So like, oh, I'm like, oh shit! Like now I can listen to whatever I would like usually listen to on a computer, like from my phone. You know, like, uh, instead, because I just have, like, a tape deck down here when I'm printing, so I listen to a lot of, like, old tapes that I have, like, oh, cool. um, Peg Boy or Bad Religion, Halloween, um, you know, uh, stuff like that. Um, but, but now I'm, like, I just moved into the digital world uh, <laughs> for Welcome. what I can, what I can, uh, <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know, I, I honestly did like having all of these like different sort of divisions, you know, like I, it made me listen to more, uh, more like not necessarily a bigger variety, but it just made me spend more time in different eras of music that I, you know, grew up on or whatever. Like if that makes sense, you know, cause like, well, I would assume you'd get to listen to these things as a whole as well. Well, yeah. the digital age, it's like, here's a song. Okay, we're done. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, so so there's that. It's a Ophiliac Virtual Utopia. Um, definitely check that out. Uh, if you like, you know, any of that any of that kind of stuff. Sweet. Did you give a genre tag to that? I heard you uh, compared to a bunch of bands, but I hadn't heard the bands before, so. You know, like, um, indie electronica um it's it, a lot of it is instrumental but there you know there's also some some really nice vocals so i yeah right you know okay cool no I, I i i got a handle on that now okay <laughs>
Um, okay, I guess I will do my last uh, proper one or whatever. Okay. Uh, that is one that we've already talked about on the podcast uh, that you were on for OMSB. I played you a Brahm song, and that Brahm EP I'm still listening to on repeat because I think it's fantastic. Talking about uh, Bon Avira and um, and Taylor, who who does curtains, I think that that band kind of perfectly meshes those two styles together. Although they're not really that far apart, just those two sounds, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a big fan. I liked it a lot, and so I released the tape. And I basically just chose eight ZBR releases, but I really do like those eight the most. <laughs> as biased as I may be, <laughs> uh, I, I really do like all eight of those albums. And some of them, you're like, literally oh, on zegameatbeachrecords.bandcamp.com right now, skimming. You're like, <laughs> I am not, but I could have. <laughs> you could have. <laughs> the list would have been a bit different, maybe. Uh, <laughs> that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to include those two EPs. And then when I hit my other eight, I'm I think it's going to be almost no CBR releases, and I'll be able to just talk about other stuff <laughs> briefly. Awesome. Um, yeah, that was a really, that was a really good release though. I, I did, uh, I remember when you, when we talked about it before, I had not heard it, but I, I listened to it, um, when it came out and it, and it was really good. The guitar tones are really good. Um, there's like, you know, it's, it's really melodic in a way too, which is, um, I think you compared it to Coma Regalia. It, it, when we chatted about it before and that like that's yeah. the thing that i was like yeah there's a there's a mel- melody to it that's not always present and like you know that's i don't know um it's really good really good re- you know refreshing stuff hopefully they will uh put out a, a full album next year or something you know or some more stuff yeah. you know, we'll cool. see what what a whole album sounds like that'd be Ooh. Yeah, probably pretty good. Yeah. So I guess that concludes our uh, initial eights. Well, I got one more. Um, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. you put me first. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I the album's called A Harp Lie, and it is by Graying, and um, it. This is uh, Jason who plays drums in Coma Regalia. Uh, Jason plays bass in Graying. Um, I love Jason so much. Uh, Jason Jason has been in lots of really cool bands. Um, all of Jason's bands are kind of like they never play very much, or they never, you know, like Jason's not um, throwing stuff out on social media all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, a harp lie. So if you grew up listening to Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and like screaming trees but then heard grade later like that's what this album reminds me of like the vocals are like really strained like low screaming slash yelling and the bass riffs are just like straight out of alice in chains songs like almost you know and they are just nasty sounding and uh yeah, I hope I'll, you know, if, if, um, if taking a trip down the 90s grunge, um, rabbit hole with like maybe a singer, you know, that sounds like they could have sang on one of the great albums sounds good to you, then check out, uh, A Harp Lie by Graying. 
did they just release a music video that was posted like yesterday for a song called Nell? Or am I mixing up bands? I that um that title sounds familiar. Um I I I would have to look at the um I'd have to look at the because the the song that I'm most familiar with is the song Singularity. That was like maybe one of the first tracks that they released. Um mm-hmm. but um let me see real quick. I think someone posted an international end music. Uh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, the the yeah, first song the first is now. Song. Oh, there we go. So that, I think that was just. So I assumed just that was released yesterday. <laughs> yeah, okay. good timing. Go check out that video. Yeah, everyone. Okay. Well, I will look for it after this. And uh, yeah, um, mostly when Jason texts me, it's just about um, Mario Kart videos on the internet or uh, or. <laughs> Or about Stubbs barbecue sauce. I did not know there was a video, but I I will, uh, <laughs> I will check that out. And um, yeah, um, so we, you know, I said we were gonna do like more of like a rapid fire here. So I guess uh, mm-hmm. on on our next things, I guess um, just uh, yeah, just just I will I'll give you the floor and you talk about everything you're going to talk about but i will chime in on on it and then i will do the same and you will chime in okay so so the floor is all you go through okay so i'll kind of go through my eight here yeah sure all right so i'm looking at two lists and i'm going to be talking about stuff as it pops up so uh i probably missed some things here and i might give some shout outs to some extra bands at the end just because i listened to their albums a bunch but they just didn't make my list uh Anyway, okay, so uh, let's see. One of them uh, would have to be the Dead Hour Noise uh, full length that was called Sleeping Dogs that was released way back in, I think, January. Um, One of the closest things I've ever heard to Every Time I Die, but um, I I don't know. It it hooked me more than the newer Every Time I Die has in the last uh, decade or so. So I really liked it. Super heavy. super abrasive um another one would be where is it oh svalbard uh when i die will it get better the whole like uh uh, it's got like a mix of like respire and uh the archivist all right that's right uh very very cool uh there was the noise garage rock band venus twins that released uh just like a a drum and bass thing uh, called eat your dogs i was uh pretty hard into that uh i really liked that last binary ep i thought it was really good uh they got way heavier Eh, it was to be expected i have lost count i think that's four um what else do i got here uh the oh i don't even know if this is allowed but uh the kidnap soundtrack uh ep that got released this year was recorded in 2007 but wasn't released until well this year and uh, that American Acupuncture EP is uh, phenomenal. I think if you like metalcore, mathcore stuff, like botch and, and that, uh, it's, whew, but it was fantastic. Uh, the Mattachine EP, oh my, uh, that, that, was, that was so good. Uh, they were supposed to play CBR Fest 2019. 
2020. Uh, we're told they're going to have gay sex on stage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't happen, but I, I was very interested to see what that live performance was going to look like. The EP is absolutely pummeling. Uh, made a bunch of lists outside of the Screamo uh, realm. Uh, what else we got? Uh, there was, oh, that Notion of Distance um, EP with, oh. uh, with my friends uh, who put that out. And it's really good. And it was so awesome to hear M on vocals again. Yeah. I miss M on vocals. Dream so uh, I hope, yeah, I, I hope there's more with that or Dan M doing be. something. That's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what that is. So I'll just throw out uh, the Punchline Hunting Season EP that uh, we got to release on Tomb Tree was really, really cool. Seeing them live in Amsterdam was uh, just fantastic. They were so good. Um, definitely not in the screamo realm, I would say. And uh, sure, one more is mouthing. I don't. I lost track. Uh, that mouthing EP is amazing. Uh, the vocals are some of the best that I've heard in a very long time. <sighs> Do we lose you, Dave? Oh, I don't know. Did you? I said boom. Oh, okay. You're, that's your list. Okay. Yes, yes. That, okay. uh, that was a, a very poor mic drop that, oh, that, that uh, sounded like a trampoline or something. Oh, no problem. <laughs> okay. Yeah, solid stuff. I mean, um, yeah, the Mattachine, that's that's really good stuff. Um, yeah, um, this, the Svalbard, um, everybody's been talking about that. I need to listen to that. I have not. and um, I hadn't heard them beforehand. Yeah. Um, and I've heard people say that their previous album was better, so I need to go back as well. Get on that one. Uh, huh? yeah. It's totally worth checking out. Very good stuff. I will, um, I'll start, I'll, I'll, uh, the Herjaza LP, uh, that is, uh, ex-members of Murdoch, uh, if anybody remembers Ooh. them from back in the day. Yeah. Um, that is like botch-like, you know, screamy, hardcore stuff. Um, Ooh. uh, um, the, uh, there's a band called Trues, I guess, T-R-U-U-S, they released, mm -hmm. uh, this is uh, Steve, who used to be in the band Hivemind. Um, they released a thing this year, which was really good. It's metal. I mean, it's just like metal, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess you, I guess you could, you know, throw some like black metal influence in there. But to me, it just it sounds like metal, and it sounds fucking mean and cool. Um, Isidru, 
uh, released a few things this year. Um, that's obviously John from uh, Bonavire. Um, and uh, yeah, one of the things was a split with the Brea Sky. Uh, the other one, I can't remember what the other split was. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, they released a couple splits. Uh, what is it? It's like fuckthedoors.bandcamp.com. Good stuff. Um, <clears throat> was it an Earth? It was a split with Earth, wasn't it? EUX? It's a. Or it was supposed to be a split with them? It, no, it is. You're right. You're right. EUX. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, you're right. It, it was. Yeah, that's the one with like the red cover. And, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, Middle Age Queers, 2F asterisk G for love. Um, that is a 10 inch record. Um, and it's just got this incredibly cool, like iconic, like it's like Bruce Springsteen um, album cover looking thing, except it's like a punk. A queer person's crotch with like all <laughs> kinds of like patches and stuff on it. Uh, it's <clears throat> if you like um, Ramones like stuff. Um, it's members of the band The Cost and of of Yafat Kodo. Um, oh. Yeah, it's it's like Ramones type stuff. Like if Screeching Weasel wasn't a bunch of assholes, you know, um, <laughs> not punching people on stage. And it's all songs about like you know being queer and stuff. It's fucking good shit. Um, so members of Foxtails have a couple different, um, electronic projects, um, really cool stuff. Um, Megan has, um, a project called Lamb and, um, they released a, uh, I don't know if they, if it would be like an EP or an LP, uh, it's called Theories on Decay. Um, mm -hmm. and that was definitely very cool. Um, and John has released several things this year under the name Therapy Sunday. There was a self-titled album back in, not that long ago, like only like August. And already they've released another album called Army Electronica. Uh, wow. both of them are really cool. Like really like, you know, <clears throat> experimental, but but like with definite like hooks in there. Um, can't go uh, without mentioning the soul glow. Um, All right. Song to eat at the sun. I, the only reason that that's not something I'm not talking about at length is because it definitely did get its proper due. Like it sold out of two pressings already or something already mm -hmm. and, and people love it and people are uh, representing it really hard so um, yeah, like yeah. Um, also one of Ruben's other projects called Rid of Me released a tape uh, called Broke Shit Demos it's three songs you can get it at uh, ridofme.bandcant.com you can check that out um, yeah uh, Under Glass released a couple things this year um, that's what I was going to yeah. mention before uh, so like about things getting released out of order because right like, yeah back they, too. yeah they sent me um the collapse this path, <laughs> path of existence thing like uh they sent it to me a long time ago and they were like kind of like iffy about releasing it like they right. just they just weren't a hundred percent on it you know and okay. I was like, that's ridiculous. This is great. And they were like, but but if you heard what we're working on right now, maybe you wouldn't feel that way. And so they kind of 
wanted me to sit on it. And so I did. Oh, okay. And then they sent me uh, Collapse This Path of Existence. Or, no, then they sent me Inside a Shrinking Spiral. See, I don't, I was just like getting them backwards. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, the, um, it's just, uh, it, you know, obviously Inside a Shrinking Spiral, if, if you've heard either of them, it's a little, oh, yeah. little cleaner recorded. It's more songs, so it's more full sounding like, you know, release or whatever. Uh, the other one mm-hmm. is like, I think Collapses Passive Resistance is like even dirtier sounding than the first one. Um, it's just, it's, it's uh, kind of gnarly. Um, so yeah, that's just what I was talking about before. I was like released out of order because Inside a Shrinking Spiral came out and then like a month later Collapses Passive Resistance came out. Uh, but um yeah, uh, and then the last. They're both very good. I I, I want to throw in. I'm I'm always down for Under Glass. We sold all of those uh, first run of tapes that were sent through as well. Oh, and that's I think awesome. We're out of the Shrinking Spiral now too. Oh, that's awesome. I don't have the new ones. I'll have to get some new collapse ones from you. I know that um, they are working on an LP right now, and um, oh sweet. And I have heard little bits of it, um, and I think. For my money, it's every part of every release of theirs that I've liked turned up a little bit. Like, oh, sweet. And, um, yeah, I don't know. They they want to release it on vinyl, but at the same time, they're like, shit sucks for bands that don't play and nobody's playing right now, you know? Like, yeah. so, I don't know. If, if anybody listening to this just absolutely loves Under Glass and wants to help release with the final, then like, let me know and we can perhaps facilitate that. If not, you know, expect- Hi Sean, my name's Dave. Hey, hey Dave. I run Zygmunt Beach Records, so okay. let's, let's go ahead and do that because I love Underglass. All right, yeah. I will talk to these fucking weirdos and uh, we will <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, Sweet. The last bit, I am going to uh, talk about uh, Tom Schlatter. So, Tom Schlatter has put out a shitload of stuff this year. Um, yes. I've been doing this stuff uh, with Tom. Um, you know, you mentioned Notion of Distance. Uh, there was a, there, there's another recording that we did um, that hopefully will come together soon. Um, also, there's a project called Cordata that we did that I have rewritten the vocals for so many times. It's just getting ridiculous um but uh the things that tom has released that i've really enjoyed were uh tom has a project with steve roche called working through mm-hmm. rust where they just kind of write whatever kind of album they feel like and put that out incrementally um the, the first one sounded like uh uh sarah sarah Keish. is that how you say um i'm i've never I don't know. Um, the first <laughs> I don't think you know that band. You know, oh no, no, it's like the um, the guitar player for um, like oh, Fuel okay. and uh, and uh, oh. like um, Torches to Rome and stuff. Um, okay. Wait, I think that's the right band I'm saying. You know, Mother County Motherfucker and all that. <laughs> oh, yes. Know? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so like the first one sounded like that, but this new one is an instrumental that sounds like Pelican or something. It's called Ooh. Dog Walker. It's that one. Uh, right, so right. the project's called Working Through Rust. Album's called Dog Walker. It's fucking amazing. Um, yeah, I I was hearing these like when they were just like I heard some demos when they were just like um, 
computer drums, and then when you just hear it with the real, you know, the live drums, it's just like incredible. Um, another thing that he did was with Ethan from um, No Funeral uh, Records. Tired um, and trustless. Yeah, tired and trustless. Um, Love that one. Yeah, that is just a a lot of blasting and just yeah. just Tom being Tom, just like and uh, just with a, with a little bit more of a like a a gnarly production you know sound than than you know uh people might expect from tom but you know everything is still there you hear everything great it sounds good it it is perfect for what it is um and the last one was called lie cycle and yep. that is with jeff cannonball uh that's jeff's uh, wrestler name uh <laughs> um from black kites uh they they oh, okay. used to be Tom and Jeff used to be in Black Kites together. Uh, oh yeah, and that is like Dillinger Four like punk um, stuff um, that Tom, you know, did some guitars on and stuff. It's uh, really cool stuff if you if you want a more straightforward um, punk record. Um, really good times. Like um, sometimes I would get like Death by Stereo vibes or whatever. Admittedly, oh, wow. I didn't listen to that band a ton, but but I do. You know, that's the sound that came back to my head and uh, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that is, uh, those are my um, my quick quick mentions. Um, I mean, like, so many people put out cool <laughs> stuff this year. It's hard yeah. to, to be, like, uh, inclusive of everything. You know, um, West Meadows has put out 9 million projects, you know, Scorp <laughs> Scorpio Death Club, um, a solo album, um, the you suck flying, flying circus. Yeah, that yeah. album was great. Um, yeah, uh, Pictures of June put out a new one. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I don't even. I don't even know. You know, I don't even know. I forgot to mention Kapak or whatever that band is called, like the K A backwards oh, P yeah, B K yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. I I've got a bunch of those LPs. I, I I think it's great. It's like, hey, what if Dre Affin played some like dancey screamo hardcore stuff or whatever? It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool. Speaking of dancey, um, there was Diana Krall's. They had one back. Oh in, yeah, oh yeah. You know, glittercore back in the early uh, part of the year. Now that might be coming out on vinyl. I could have sworn that uh, Ethan said that that was the the plan. So um, maybe that'll just be coming out in twenty twenty one. I don't know, but uh, I I believe that was in the works. <laughs> Very cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's so let's um let's wrap this up, but let's wrap it up with a what do you know of or what do you expect you might hear in twenty twenty one that you're most excited about. Um, well, it's a couple things. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the, Ooh, no. Oh, there's a, I, okay. Let's start <laughs> with. <laughs> You're like, Oh, I can't like, talk about that one. That's partially. Yeah. I'm like, what do yeah, self plug? But also I want to talk about, okay. So I saw that, um, state Balls uh, was recording a few weeks ago. So I, whew, uh, I thought clairvoyant, uh, was, was, was very good. Uh, so I'm very excited to hear that. Uh, I assume that'll be out in 2021. I, I, I don't know any of the details, but I saw the post and I'm super excited. Awesome. Uh, I, yesterday, Dave Cullen and I spent the majority of the day freaking out uh, over the new uh, uh, lower automation album that's going to be coming out in like March of next year because we got sent that for Tomb Tree and we basically uh, 
decided, no, this is so good that we're going to do a, a vinyl on ZBR. So there's this thing called Lower Automation uh, that's a band from Chicago. Uh, if you can imagine, like, at the drive-in, Girl Arm, for the mathematics, hella, uh, just really awkward but super tight, uh, like, noise rock. Um, it's, oh, holy smokes. Yesterday was a good day because I listened to that five times. Um <laughs> And then, and then I've been told, I, I mean, it's been out on podcasts and stuff that Respire is, uh, already, uh, half done writing a new album and they want to get that done before Rohan, uh, moves to the States. So, um, that is, I, I think Dinah Kroll is working on an LP. We were talking about them. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe the shows will start in 2021. Whew. My partner know. got it, the vaccine. Boom. Uh, See, she's a healthcare like, worker, so she right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's great. It was like, yeah. hey, here's the vaccine. Things are gonna get back to normal, and then like the next day, it's like, hey, there's a new new strain in the UK that's really bad. Like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. That just went from we're gonna be okay to, and seeing those Republicans who denied uh, all of this stuff getting getting that shit first oh, is yeah. is absolutely infuriating, oh, especially yeah. considering that third world countries are not going to get the vaccine because they weren't able to buy them before the first world nations bought all the vaccines. Out. Yeah. So that's, I, I don't know. Lisa and I have both discussed that we're having a hard time processing the fact that we're going to be getting this vaccine. And in a way we kind of wish we could just <laughs> donate it to these places that are going to have, you know, rampant, um, uh, COVID stuff. And a lot of the first world countries are culprits of not doing a very good job of, uh, containing it in the first place. So yeah. anyway, rant finished there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, um, excited for shows. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> we, we'll see. You know, the thing is w what we were talking about, and then I want to quickly jump off of this, but what we were saying is like how, you know, people are talking about like, oh, well, shows will return and stuff. But here's the thing is like, there's like half of the country that doesn't even want to take this vaccine. So like what you're, right. what you're ultimately like going to be forced with is like this moral, I mean, it can, I, I don't know if I'm not trying to say like where people should stand on this one way or the other, but, um, but it's mm -hmm. like, it's kind of like, so you say you're going to have shows again but you know half the population like refuses to get vaccinated or won't get vaccinated or whatever so like mm -hmm. you're like you're you're like almost like forced with like a moral quandary like do you do you just say well like we we did we did what we're supposed to do we did our best and we're we're, we're operating under the best circumstances we can or or like what miracle is going to happen that to where only 50% of the people or however many will take this, you know, uh, will ma make this manageable enough to where people don't worry about this all the time. But I don't know. Like yeah, I said, it, it, it's as if you're 50% liable, um, but you can't like, you know, it's not your job to make sure that these people have, you know, are yeah. safe. Yeah. I think, you know what, I wanted to just bring this up super quick. Everyone keeps saying that 2020 has been terrible and everyone's like, oh, 2020 sucks. You know what? People suck. Uh, I think we should stop blaming the year and start looking at changing our behaviors. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the, 
I, I can't believe I haven't actually heard someone else say that. And I yeah. thought of that, but that yesterday. Like, oh no, I mean, I've definitely like heard this, heard this, um, you know, basically like, you know, people have expressed that same, um, okay, good emotion. Good. And it's like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I think the reason that people are, you know, hyper-focused on it as a, as a symptom of the time is just because we, there's been nothing else to do except for dwell on it. You know, we've, yeah. we've all sit at home on a computer. Right? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it's, <clears throat> it's made this nine months, like be super intensive and, and like focused around, you know, certain things that are relatively out of, you know, our own, our own power. Um, but, mm -hmm. but yeah. Um, so yeah, I, uh, so I am really looking forward to the, new hundreds of au album Ooh. Uh, i i uh it like it is so good um oh you've heard it Ooh. i don't know if i'm supposed to say that i've heard it um uh, but okay. but um just don't play it <laughs> i mean i yeah i'm not gonna play it i'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna share it with anybody you know um but uh it is so good like that's gonna take off. I it's, think it's everything that they've done, and then some. You know, it's like the you know how in the last release they were like handing at more melodic stuff, and it's just it's going that road, and it's going in all the directions that they've gone, and it's just it's going to be really good. I'm not sure when that's coming out, but keep an eye on Patient Zero Records and their social medias or whatever for that. Um, and then the new album by Closer um, oh. is just phenomenal. And um, yeah, it's, it's um, there's just, like, I can't wait for people to hear that. And um, hopefully we get uh, everything situated so we can start, you know, planning uh, that release. Um, and uh, yeah, people are going to, if you like the first one, people are just going to lose their shit over this one. Um, but then, yeah, uh, the one thing that I'm really excited to release and be a part of is the Lacrima 7-inch. Um, oh, yeah. And not a lot of people know about that, but that is... I do. Yeah, yes, you do. Um, that it's is amazing. Seth Babb, who was the vocalist for Funeral, Funeral Diner, and Tom Schlatter, who is uh, on bass, uh, and uh, Christopher Rodriguez from Massonera on guitars, and also myself. I play drums, and I also play guitars, um, and I do a couple little pretty little vocal parts as well. Um, mm -hmm. The 7 inches is called Line Weight. There is going to be a video for... Or the the seven inch is called cartography. This there's gonna be a video for the song Line Weight on January twenty-fifth. And the record I think we will release in uh later portion of February. And um yeah, uh so check that out. What do you got in the works, David? Well, besides that uh that seven inch that you were just talking about, who also no, I mean you personally Oh, oh no. yeah, yeah. Oh, React oh. with protest. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Zegama, oh, okay. Middleman, and React with protest will have the Lacrima seven inch. Um, what yeah, are you, it's so good. What music uh, are you working on personally? Personally, oh, okay. Uh, well, 
about six to eight months ago, I did all of those Our Future is an Absolute Shadow uh, songs, and there's two remaining songs that haven't come out yet, but one will be premiered on the January 1st Zampler, uh, and that and the other track will be on the 7-inch split with Komarov. That'll be coming out, I don't know, the tests were approved in late November, I think, so... February is maybe a, a, a likely time frame for that to be released. Uh, really proud of those ones. The first song in particular with the ridiculously long title is um, arguably our best song, I would say. Very stoked on that. Uh, and then, oh, and that's Jesse Mowry from A Million Amazing Bands mm -hmm. and Adrian from Old Soul, Cloud Rats. And uh, how do you pronounce his solo project's name? Ellie... Illyriath? Illyriath? I don't know. Ellie right Ride? to me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say sounds right to me. That's good. Yeah, it sounds like elf. It looks like an elf language or something. Uh, elvish. Uh, and then I've already... Uh, oh, okay. There's the Apostles of Eris um, gossip split that's going to be coming out. Uh, we have four of those five songs finished. We're actually just waiting for Seth. Uh, from Funeral Diner and Lacrimony to do vocals to one of the songs, and then that'll be finished. And that is lyrically straight up lifted every word from Punishment Park in like a Graf Orlock style. So um, each song is um, a person's part of their uh, uh, tribunal uh, hearing, I guess, where they're pretty much yelling at the people. And the, I don't know if you've seen Punishment Park; it's it's, it's amazing. I have not. Uh, Oh, wow. That's what all the Louis Cipher um, quotes are oh. from like the Shikari split. All of those, that's all the tribunal stuff. Oh, strongly recommended. Uh, I, I, I would call it like the most screamo movie I know. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Cipher introduced me to it. Um, awesome. And there's a track with Dave and Justin from, from Crowning. They're on a track with me as well. Uh, and then Jesse obviously has all the instrumentals. And then... We're starting a new band that I haven't heard any of the finalized songs, but uh, I should I talk about this yet? I don't know. Uh, members of Apostles of Eris, Crowning, Islet, Funeral Diner. So we'll just, we'll go with that. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I don't know what it sounds like, but uh, that that's the idea, and I'm excited to hear whatever comes my way. And that's, that's all I've got. And that was our final year in review conversation. Thanks so much, Dave, for taking the time to chat with me. It's always a great time. I really hope anybody listening along looks up these bands and find something new that they love. Until next time, take care and do good things. <laughs>